Um, oh, I didn't even think of an intro. Um, um, what? <laughs> what do I want to do here? Uh, Eden, what's your favorite, like, native dish to your area? Because I'm just going to fucking make some shit up and run with it. Oh, dish or like cookies and stuff? Because like, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to give me. It's just true waffles. Everyone loves oh. that. Everyone loves true waffles. Yes. True waffles so are so good. Okay. <laughs> okay, Stroop waffles. Okay, I'm ready. You guys ready? Yep. Yep. Okay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 342 of Potato Thumbs Podcast. This week, we are sponsored by Stroop waffles. What are Stroop waffles, you ask? Well, they're basically like normal waffles, but you put them in a Stroop maker. And then you put Stroot toppings on them and uh, they're great, you know, and we really appreciate them coming through. And you don't just have to ask me. I'm not just some dumb American making shit up as I go. I am a firm believer in every product that helps help sponsor this show. And Stroot Waffles, man, they've got me through so much. I have birthday parties and, and long endurance runs and climbing trees. I mean, dude, who doesn't love climbing trees, getting to the top and having a big old Stroot Waffle? For yourself. I got I got nothing, guys. Uh, but we do want to thank our sponsor for uh, sponsoring today's show because it's a lot of money. I mean, this is an international show and everyone knows that when it's international over the Internet that you have to pay the extra fees, just like long distance calls. So Street Waffles, thanks for throwing up the extra funds so that we could do this international potato thumbs podcast. Um, and yeah, that's my dumb intro. Hit that intro music. Me. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. Potato, potato, thumbs podcast. It's Fluffy and the Admiral playing with their fingers and their nips. All right. So, um, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. I, <laughs> so, okay. So I think I actually know what they are. They're like the thin, uh, wafery type of ones, right? Like, and sometimes there's something in the middle of them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and like you, you can use them for like dipping in like coffee or tea or stuff like that. Right. Yeah. You can set like, set it on top of your, your coffee. So like this troop gets really soft and melty. Yeah. 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 Okay. That is exactly what I was thinking then. Uh, and not what I did for the intro because I just want to sound dumb, but, um, I, we, that's what I use for, uh, like cycling and for trail running and stuff like honey stinger makes some and, um, they're, they they're great, man. They're like a great like snack if you're doing like endurance stuff. It's like good solid energy and it's never like upset my stomach or anything on like long days out. Um, but yeah, my cousin, I didn't. So I'd, I'd just been eating them out of the package, right? Like if I was out, like out and about. But I was with my cousin uh, up at her cabin this past summer and she's like, have you ever put them on top of your coffee? And I'm like, what? And so, like, we had coffee. So, just like you said, Eden, like, I threw it on top of the coffee and it got, like, all soft and stuff. And it was so good. It is so good. Like, here in the Netherlands, we also have, like, the scraps of it. So, you can buy a bowl of those scraps of just the cookies. And they oh. top it off with just, just the syrup. And you can just, like, 
put it in the microwave, heat it up, and just scoop it up. You oh. can put it on ice cream. You can put it on everything. It's so good. Just that little sounds- bits of true buffle. That sounds amazing. All right. Glad I skipped lunch today. That's going well for me. <laughs> <laughs> we should probably uh, introduce our guest at yeah, least. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think before we get too far into this madness, it's probably a good idea. So uh, returning to the show, but this time for a full episode, uh, we have our friend Eden. Uh, you you kind of hinted at it, bud, but uh, where are you located? I am in the Netherlands. Yep. And well, Thanks for staying um, up tonight, recording with us. Yeah, we yeah. do appreciate that. Um, I'm glad that we were able to work something out. I'm quite um, the night owl, though. <laughs> and uh, we know each other from Lego's Discord. Um, you were on before. Uh, we did like a, a weapons thing, right? Or a meta... Yeah, we, was, we went with uh, Dr. Meme. Yeah. Um, I will say, anyone in, in LEGO's Discord knows, like, you are a very knowledgeable person when it comes to Destiny 2. Like, you, you, have, you, you do a really good job um, of figuring out, like, builds and, like, how to make perks useful that people kind of sleep on or, like, different ways to play... Um, different ways to play characters and whenever anyone has a question like you always have like a really great answer for it man so um, it's interesting that you call it knowledgeable because i would like more borderline obsession i think that's <laughs> more, more in the the, the better realm of uh, possibilities here yeah no but it's cool because it's it's not just like you always bring more than just like this is meta, you know. It's it's like, hey, this is a really fun gameplay loop. Or if I do this and this and this, then this can happen, and then everyone's gonna die. And and it's always fun to like see to see that stuff, you know, play out in general chat. Um, when when things, you know, when there's perks or just I don't know things that you guys are excited about. Like there's I've I've walked away with a lot of really good builds for sure. Yeah, I, I just hate playing the meta. So I want to come up with things like w- ways to play to keep the game fresh. Yeah. That's how you're going to keep putting your hours in, just finding something that makes you play the game, makes you have fun. And for me, like build crafting is definitely one of those things. And you can go as deep as you want with it. It's so specific, like the, the smallest mini games within your loadout as you want. And I, I yeah. love that. So I guess my uh, my question is, when did you start getting obsessed with it? And what's your current obsession? Oh, that's a really good question. Like, I started getting obsessed because I was farming so much high-level armor. I was spending, it, like, days in the in one of the dungeons that drops uh, a lot of high-stat armor, the one in the moon. Can't yeah, recall yeah. his name. So I spent, oh, like... Yeah more than 600 runs in there and just stuffing my vault full with like 66, 67, 68 roll armor. And then you're at the point like, what am I going to do with it? (laughs) I have so much stuff in my vault. I need to start deleting stuff. So instead of just deleting just random stuff, you just start making builds, builds that make sense. And you just, just, just take it from there. So it's, uh, I made X number of builds. This piece of equipment isn't in any of them. You're out. Time to delete you. Yeah, that, that's, how I, that's how it started. And then you just start to go deeper into things like, hey, 
maybe there is weapons I can pair with it. Maybe it's this like this really specific fragment or like ability combo that I can use just to get this really specific thing to work. And then then like the neurons start firing and you find something that's really cool and really unique. That's that's really highly specific, but it just makes it so much more fun. Yeah, that's cool, man. Um, so and and we will have time to talk Destiny, but besides Destiny, uh, what else are you into? Um, I am doing a lot of fitness right now. I I spend a lot of time with that, but also on the gaming side, um. I've been picking up the Switch more and more recently. Ooh, just I sitting like on my couch, picking up the Switch and doing like some old school Carmageddon. I'm, I'm that old. I played it in my youth and now I see it back again on the Switch and just like it starts tingling again. Just play, replaying those old games that you used to play as a kid. <laughs> Dude, I still love all the games, like all the NES games I grew up with and stuff. Um, <clears throat> we, had, we had some friends on from Tea Time Gaming and uh, they're really into a lot of the retro game stuff, and they do like the the retro handheld stuff. You know, they're one of them is really obsessed with it. Like he has, he has a lot of handhelds. Um, I love retro different- gaming as well. Like I have a full setup at home, like with like the NES. I got PlayStation One, Two, Three, old Xboxes, and like um, Nintendo, uh, old Nintendos, and just old Game Boys. Everything, massive collector. Have you come across like some of these, the, you know, the, the Raspberry Pi, the ROM type of handhelds that you can buy or make? Um, did you have you heard about retro achievements? I have not. If you're really into retro games and you like checking boxes, uh, someone went back and like a lot of those old NES games and stuff, they added achievements to them so that you can like platinum them. And so if you're on some of those ROM type simulators, uh, you can add the retro achievement thing. And then as you're doing things, you can check off boxes for like, you know, speed running certain games or hitting certain point values or, you know, like it would be in today's game where they would have like PlayStation achievements or Xbox achievements for it. So if if you like that box checking type aspect of uh, of playing games, man, that might be that might be something that's up your alley. I don't know if I need another obsession, though. You get into it. Yeah, you just yeah. want to check the boxes for every game that you ever played. Yep. Yep. I just, just see a massive rabbit hole here. We, um, Nips and I really vary on that because he is 100% like a give me a checklist and let me finish it type of player. And I am just like, a, uh, uh, do I really want to spend my time doing that type of player? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I avoided it as well because I know that there are a few games that would just drive me crazy. But a lot of the games from my childhood, I already did the uh, like obsession part of it. Like back on <laughs> with the uh, Game Boy, my our first Game Boy, we had Tecmo Bowl. So not Tecmo Super Bowl, but Tecmo Bowl. So like the twelve American football teams not the full league. And it would get, keep the stats for the game, but it wouldn't ke- keep season stats. So I had a notebook that I kept next to me while I played on my Game Boy so that I could write down everyone's stats at the end of the game so that I could do tally up season stats at the end of the season and then see like which was the best player in the league and some of that. So I already know that if I go down some sort of <laughs> path that way, I'm just going to be doomed. So I avoid it. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's so great. Um, so okay, so uh, into into other games too, and I love the Switch thing, um, especially with just the way, like you know, everyone seems to be just exploring some other stuff besides Destiny, uh, with how long the season is and everything leading up to Final Shape. I mean, we still got what like five ish months, four months or four months, About four months, yeah, yeah. Um, I also heard through you posting, uh, that you, uh, have dabbled in software stuff, uh, from time to time. Yeah, like, I'm an engineer at trade, so I, I see some issues, problems, and I just want to fix them. (laughs) I've been... Again, also an obsession of mine. I, I can't help it. Sometimes it just goes too deep. Um, so we actually, Rob and I, um, thanks to 100.io, that's kind of where we started hanging out more and doing PvP League and stuff like that in Destiny 1. And you were saying like you had, you kind of helped them a little bit. Um, is there like, what can you tell us about that? experience yeah, like, like just like you like i started finding friends on the honda.io and like there were, there were there were some small issues with the chatbot and i was just started messing with it looking at it like hey this is actually using the software i wrote so maybe maybe i could just chime in a bit and just help them out <laughs> and i just reached out and took it from there so i've been um rebuilding like a large portion of the chat in the early days just to make it sure that it all runs fine and dandy and super smooth and uh that's that's how i just started contributing to it that's super cool and it's been a while since i've actually done a lot of work like i i've been working on the 100 since like maybe until they started releasing the mobile app it was like until uh my last contribution got in but uh Man, that was such a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, well, we, we as, as people who used the heck out of it back in the day, we definitely appreciate it. So much. Yeah. Like, back in the day, we didn't have Discord, right? No. no. We had no. maybe the 100 chat, and, like, I was in some groups where we had used, like, WhatsApp, and that's it. I think by the time I got around to the 100.io, uh, I was in the destiny reset discord and i think that's that's about the time i jumped in but i don't think the app was live yet then was it yeah we i'm trying to think of like i remember us having a long discussion about switching from the 100.io as our like place of discussion to discord so we used it as a group the alpha company 328 we used it a ton uh for just normal chatting too like it was our discord in addition to the games it was like your uh whatever your fire team whatever the hell it's called your group your company's uh chat yeah so we use that a ton like all the time yeah i actually remember that because i i was kind of pushing for you guys to come over to discord um yeah and it, it was a very slow adoption for sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, we ran the PvP League, basically, the first four of them through uh, the 100.io as well, so. Yeah, that worked really well, though. Absolutely. Like, the, the best things of the chat, it just, like, reduces the barrier of adoption. You can just start a group, 
you have chat built in, you can start scheduling your games, like you have all the small things that you need just to start a group. And like if your group gets bigger, then like maybe Discord is indeed the place for you to be. But at least until then you have this little chat box where you can uh, hopefully make some new friends. Yeah. Well schedule some I, games. I mean we still use it. Now we just use both of them, right? Like we have we have Discord where everyone chats, but we have the hundred.io where like a good good percentage of the games in between our communities get set up. I mean, now there's what, six of us? Yeah, I think there's six, sixteen. Six or seven Discords six, that yeah. use one yeah. bot. We'll all use the same bot, yep. So which is nice because then people can just go between groups and everyone can play together still, you know, it's just what Discord are we voice chatting in tonight type of thing. But it also makes it so people always have people to play with, even in times like this, you know, there's still games getting set up every day. So Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And that's that's uh, what I love about it as well. Like the, the the barrier to entry is so low. Everyone can just create or create a new game have people join up or just join any game yeah yeah and ours is all all you know private to the group but i mean you put out a public game and people join like instantly like there's it's still a very active thing even outside of what we're doing so um is there any other like um destiny apps or anything like that that you've you've helped I've been out building or? destiny apps like since destiny one <laughs> other little gripes that i had um i don't know if you remember like back in vault of glass there was a um, gorgon checkpoint just so you can get to the chest yep and it was always a pain to find people that were hosting like these, these chests points where you can just join up um so we were looking at like reddit where people were where you had like the the dedicated fire team um oh, yeah yeah so so I, I built a small site called um, Gorgon.exchange, which would just scrape Reddit and all the other sites and just find people who are hosting like these cha- these uh, chess checkpoints, and it would just all list everything there. So you could just find <laughs> someone, click on it, get the get the login or the join details, and uh, get your chest, get your loot, and get out. That's cool, man. That's super cool. Yeah. And that that's that's just a small thing, like. And then, like, further on, when Twiles got popular, I started working on a dedicated desktop app called Anubis. Um, oh, yeah. It's really, really far back. I've shared some screenshots of that, like, a while ago. And that was, like, just an app to help people with trials and streaming trials. Because back in the day, we didn't have these fancy Twitch integrations where you could see, like, hey, how far are you in the card? Have you used your Mercy? Have you used specific booms in trials? Are you on two wins, three wins, four wins? Like, there's no, nothing for that. So I just built an app um, that could host a green screen um, in your browser that would display, like, the, the row of dots in the card and show if you have used Mercy or not. And from there, like, I took it a bit further. Like, hey, what if uh, you wanted to add, like, maybe some player lookup, right? See what people are doing. Then, like, the, the meta started changing, like, specials getting removed from the game. Um, we, we now all start swapping loadouts. So I added, like, hey, once I see people switch weapons while you're playing against them, I'll give you a notification. So right before the round starts, you already know he, he swapped to his sidearm. Of course he did. That's all they did at the end of Trials in D1. 
everybody ran sidearms, but uh, that's super awesome. Yeah, dude, as soon as you ran out of, of uh, special, or if you didn't want to feed special, it was run sidearms. Exactly. Yeah. I that is awesome. God, I wish, I wish I, that's, that name sounds familiar. I wish I remember what bots I used for streaming back in the day. Because in D1 Trials, I definitely had a couple website bots that I added to my stream that would show where you were on your card and everything, like, as you were playing. Um, it was all Trials-related stuff, but I, it, was on, it was on an old PC. Anyways, that's super cool, man. That's not a talent that I have. No, I just like to, to fix, like, the small noises that I have. Yeah. And just being a software engineer just makes just allows you to have those tools and just to build it yourself. That's really cool. If it's already built, then you just contribute to, to anyone else to make sure that their project gets better. Being a good open source citizen, as they call it. <laughs> yeah, that that's the other super cool thing is that you had mentioned that like a lot of these apps use kind of the open source code that you put out there. So that's um yeah, you know, I, it's it, it it's a little bit out of hand at times because I'm <laughs> I've been doing open source work a lot and I've written a lot of small libraries and at least, at least like four hundred of them. So I know I'm slacking on the maintenance side. So if you're using one of my code, I'm sorry. But like it's indeed <laughs> everywhere. Like um I would even say like on a daily basis you would interact with a piece of code of mine. Like us being right now in Discord there's a piece of code of mine running in that. You visiting Facebook, they are using pieces of my code. You going to Google, there's pieces of my code. You're doing your banking, they're actually using pieces of my code. And that's just so funny. That's it's cool, crazy. man. Yeah. That's, I mean, and it's rad that, you know, you, you put it out there for people to use versus like, you know, trying to make the most amount of money on it, right? Absolutely. Like, I'm not getting paid for any of this, for any of the code that, that people are using, but like... Yet they still bitch about your maintenance. In the end, uh, <laughs> that's what you're doing it for, right? Just helping people out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, man, that's, that's, that's a great awesome. thing to do, right? I don't. I, I, I can't write code to save my life. I can complain about code with the best of them, though. Yeah, well, we help oh, people in other ways as well. Like the more you write, the more opinionated you get. Oh <laughs> uh, well, as a career, I am a professional software QA engineer. So my whole job is to be a professional three-year-old, right? I take something that somebody put a lot of time and loving effort into it, play with it till it breaks, and then throw a fit until they take it away from me and fix it. So. <laughs> And that's one of the best things, right? You finding unique ways of breaking code. Yeah. That is so satisfying. You just find like this really weird edge case that people wouldn't expect. Just weird button mashing or you name it. And suddenly stuff breaks. I think I've talked about this on the show before, but I've been doing this now for what? It's 2024. So 20 years I've been in the business, basically, this September. Um, my favorite one ever was I went to a test site in our thing. And I went to, I put my username in and I went to click on the password field to type in my password and I wasn't paying attention and I missed the password uh, field and hit the login button 
and it just logged me in with the username without having to put the password in. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, guys, I think we have a problem here. This code is out in production for like, it, oh, was at, like it was like at the platform level too. So like all of the applications that our company used was had the same like login screen <laughs> that they all used. And I'm like, uh, hey, you guys want to look at this? It's not, I'm not on this team, but uh I have a suspicion that I'll be seeing this code again shortly as it'll be coming back my way. So, so like, the best bug, the, like, the thing that threw the most panic into everybody was, yep, wasn't paying attention, have horrible hand-eye coordination, clicked the wrong box and got in, and it was just like, <laughs> okay, we panic now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good lesson that people learned. They probably started writing tests after that, I hope. <laughs> We, um, that's like half my job. My job is half production support, half QA, basically. And, uh, it is, it is fun coming up with creative ways to break things. You know, I always like when I'm training people, cause I, I ended up, I end up training a lot of new people that we get. And, um, you know, I'm always like, you want to throw chaos and junk at it because you aren't going to find it like having, if your testing is too clean, and too like neat and by the book and like you have no randomness in there like you're gonna miss things right because like customers are idiots and they will do dumb things and you have to incorporate dumb things and things that don't make sense into breaking your code because that's what's gonna break it it isn't the hey this is supposed to do this let's only do this this and this you know you have to do the things like rob said like click on login without putting in your password you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh god it's so much fun yeah uh, i i never know like how engineers feel about it like some of them the good ones always appreciate a bug getting found uh they're like oh sure. good i'm glad they didn't get on the but like the just the general i know it's like how did I miss that when I was creating it? <laughs> it's like the hand slap things. It's like, whatever, we miss everything. Like, you don't realize, it's like, on my day-to-day, if we went through and had somebody, like, critiquing what I did and saying, hey, uh, you forgot to do this here and there. I'm like, yeah, I bet you I do a bunch of dumb things during the course of the day that I don't even realize I'm doing. I mean, the best thing right now is, like, in this modern uh, software development, all your code probably gets peer-reviewed. So even if you messed up, it means that yeah. all your colleagues also messed up. They yeah. also didn't see that issue. So it's not just you to blame. That is absolutely true. I literally had that happen to me in January. We put in code and someone, someone on one of the teams came back and they're like, oh, this isn't working right. And it was like a numbers thing. So we had code in the system where zero, zero meant today. And this specific code, zero, one meant today. And they're in the same set of screens. So you would think that whoever originally coded the system 00 would be the default for today. And so so the code got peer reviewed by all of like people that I have tons of respect for because they, they have built the system for 20, 30 years. They know what they're doing and no one noticed. And then I was training someone. So then I tested it and the person training it tested it. And we tested through and we're like, can you not do math? Like, it's the exact right thing. Like, it's doing the right thing. Like, what are you talking about? And they're like, go look at the help screen. And I pull up the help screen and I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, why do we have 
why do we have two different like you know values of what today means <laughs> in the same set of screens like this like who is who thought that this was a good idea right um but you know like yeah well we went back and we went back and fixed the code and retested it but the dev i was working with we're, we have a really good relationship and she's like you know you don't have to feel bad because not only did I miss this and you miss this and your trainee miss this, but like 20 other top people and management missed it when we did the code review. So. <laughs> yeah, it's we can, yeah, horror stories. I crashed a $20 million claim run in production one time. The one time I actually, they had me put in, you know, programming into production way back when this is like 15 years ago. And so it was like a long array of things in a parameter, like parameterized view of a programming point. So not really all that important. The important part was I put it all together. I showed people it. I said, hey, how does it look? The uh, implementation specialist gave me a thumbs up. The technical specialist gave me a thumbs up. We put it into production. The next day, it's like, hey, this uh, claim run crashed. And I'm like, well, I was the last person putting something in there, so it's probably me. Turns out I forgot to close parenthesis. At the end of the programming point. Oh, God. Everybody looked at it. Everybody said, hey, that looks fine. Uh, nobody <laughs> caught it. And <laughs> without having the end there, <laughs> spoiler alert, code did not love that. And the, so <laughs> this large medical institution had to wait, you know, four extra hours to get a $20 million bill out to an insurance company, which doesn't seem like a big deal. But when you're talking about, you know, money and turnaround time and stuff like that, it's like, well... At least the head of the entire business division is here on site with us. So now he didn't know my name before, but he does now. It's going great <laughs> for me. <laughs> so oh, lots of man. Fun. that's great. Um, so, okay. Let's see what else we got. So Eden, you live in the Netherlands. Are you anywhere close to Amsterdam? I am nowhere near Amsterdam. I okay. literally live in the middle of nowhere. Like up north. I, I can literally see cows from my home office. Awesome. I mean, I'm all <laughs> about uh I'm all about nature and, and beauty. Um have you lived kind of in that area your whole life? Yeah. Not like this specific spot, but mostly up north, far away from the big cities. What do you love about it, man? For those of us like myself that have never been able to tra uh, travel there, like What's kind of like, what's your, your climate and stuff like, like what, what is, what is it that really like brings you to love that area? It's the really the peace and quiet. Like there's not a lot of traffic here. There's only like people that need to go to a really specific destination that cross my roads and that's it. I'm literally surrounded by green fields here, trees, there's nothing like that needs to go anywhere to a big city or do work or like there's only farmers around me. That's cool, man. But the internet was really fucking painful though. Like actually painful living in the middle of nowhere and like not having internet or good internet as a guest who is an engineer. That was yeah. so painful. Oh. Only ADSL. So I had to like come up with like really weird ways to just make sure I could actually do my job. We had like two, uh, 4G Wi-Fi, uh, 4G routers that would use like cell phone cards just to pull down like the cell phone tower signals and then bond it into your normal um, internet connection just to bump it up. 
That was really wild. My parents have a place up north, and it wasn't probably until within the last five or six years that they actually got good internet. Uh, they were charging good internet prices, but it was like really, really bad. Like I think it was like like twenty five or fifty megs, but they were charging like what places charge for like a gig up and down, you know. Um, so it was like, yeah, you can get 25 megs and it's limited to like this much data and it's $150 a month. You know, it was like something crazy like that. 25 um, megs still isn't that bad though. Like I was hitting five. Yeah. Five is, five, five is rough. <laughs> five is rough. We were, we were just doing, um, when I would work from up there, we would just bring, uh, like we had good cell signal. So we at Verizon had like jetpacks, which are little Wi-Fi hotspots. And so I would just do my work via a Wi-Fi hotspot um, because that was that was better than paying 150 bucks a month for for limited limited uh, data and limited bandwidth. Absolutely, that is quite the cost. <laughs> my parents uh, refuse to do any downloads on their phones unless they come visit us kids because they live on a farm and their internet is awful it's expensive and it's uh pretty well limited right the, so to do like a a software update on their phone would use their entire month's bandwidth cost all of the money <laughs> that it would do maybe even charge extra so they just don't update their phones until they visit me or my brother uh and they can turn their phones on <laughs> connect to the wi-fi and be able to download all of the stuff off of our wi-fi that's awesome i love it's that it's just the most ridiculous thing but Allegedly, they're uh, running fiber out towards the countryside by them, so that's cool. we might be able to get some of that in the near future, which would make me consider moving back home after they pass if I can get good internet. Just I, live on know, a farm. I uh, they're bringing and they're bringing a third um, provider out to my area that's offering fiber, and I'm really excited to see what they what they throw out there this summer because we we're limited to two right now, and there it's like. They both have their big negatives to them, so it's like which which negative do you want to deal with? Customer service or reliability, um, and prices and whatnot. So I guess that's a question for Eden. Do you even get two options, or is it really? But you're out that rural. Is it just here's what you get? You just take it. I was lucky enough to actually get fiber two years ago. Oh wow, nice. that's nice. Yep. So I have options now, like. First, to get the fiber, you had like the vendor lock in, like you need to go with this specific party, you know, to get fiber. But after two years, like contracts are over, you can go wherever you want. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, that was really nice. Do you, um, so where you're at, uh, do you guys get, um, like, do you get winter weather at all? Is it, is it like below freezing, snow, anything like that? Or is it pretty mild where you are? No, you, you could think like the, the same weather we have here is like maybe like more like Seattle weather. It's just oh, okay. drowsy. And like is sometimes it, in the winter there's snow, but like that's rare. Really rare. Is that because of like proximity to water uh, in the ocean? Or is it, are you pretty like landlocked? I think it's pretty like based on latitudes. Okay, okay. Like we're, we're both like. But that's, yeah, the, that's the closest thing I can say, like to uh, you, U.S. folks. Like it's it's basically Seattle weather in the Netherlands. Okay, dude. I like as someone who's oh man, how many times I've been there twice, twice now, three times, two or three times now. 
And uh, man, I love I love Seattle because it's it's the mountains. I don't have mountains where I am. So you get the mountains and then because of their rainfall and being close to the ocean and everything else, like just it's just always green. And just I don't know, man, there's some about the freshness to the air when you have that much, you know, green plants thriving everywhere all the time, you know. Absolutely. And of course, the home of Bungie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have that too. <laughs> yeah. You have that too for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh to be there once. To to go to Seattle or to go to Bungie? I, I, like one of our offices for like the company I work with is in Seattle, so I had to visit like a couple of times back and forth. Cool. Like yearly. So like one of those evenings we went to, just to see Bungie, like hey, to say like hey, we've been in the headquarters or near the headquarters, just snap a pic for the clan and that's it. And like there was this security guard who saw us, he opened the door and he just let us in. Let us t- take some pictures from the studio on the inside. And that was that's amazing. Awesome. That's really cool, man. That is really cool. I-, I always love it when people are awesome like that. Yeah, that's he could see like, we're, we're actual fans, like we're giggling. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's gotta be uh that's gotta be quite the flight too. Like Yeah, I think that was like a twelve hour flight. Totally. Yeah, I was gonna say you gotta be in that twelve to sixteen range probably when you're you're doing that. Yeah, yeah, fun. Um, well, hey, before we get into video games, Rob, should we touch on these two Discord questions we have? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, um, I think this first one, um, I'll, I'll leave the super long Todd one for you. I'll do okay. Panda. Um, and this is great because we're all kind of doing the fitness thing. So, uh, Panda. Uh, Trash Panda says, uh, when working towards a personal goal and the motivation dips, what do you do to help stay on course? I guess I can start. Uh, for me, I'm I'm always trying to like feel good about myself and look good. So a lot of my goals are to maintain weight and then to also push push my mileage, whether it's on this on you know my bicycle or or on my on, on the trail like running um so find that uh stepping on the scale every morning um is really motivational for keeping me on my diet um because i know if i had a moment of weakness um or whatever it might be if that scale is not going the way i want it to um i i have a healthy enough approach to it that i can be realistic with myself to be like okay you had really salty food last night it will drop off but regardless of whatever um my viewpoint is of what the scale reads it motivates me to be very clean with my eating um that next day and i find that if i'm not checking my weight um daily it's easier for me to to not have the motivation to stay on diet right so so that's part of it is just what I look like when I step out of the shower and stepping on that scale every day that that helps me really keep on diet. Um, and that that helps keep me motivated. And then as far as like goals with with, you know, whether I'm doing long distance gravel riding or um, running like it's it's pushing it's pushing my personal boundaries. Um, you know, it's it's feeling your muscles get sore or ache. And instead of turning towards my house to go home, 
I make a wrong turn on purpose and push myself for that extra mile or that extra couple miles. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's uh, pull back the pace a little bit and eat some food, get some fuel in you, take, take some water. And instead of doing a four mile run, it turns into like a 10 or 12 mile run, you know, and it's, it's when I think I'm going to be defeated that I just kind of force myself to either keep going or, or to just take a moment to take a breath and then keep going. And I think both of those things, not always, but, but tend to lead to a better workout and, and feeling better about whatever goals I was trying to crush at that time. And, um, there are definitely times that it just sucks. And, you know, whether when not typically cycling, cycling, I almost always have fun, but you know, sometimes I go for runs and I love running and I just hate the run the entire time I'm on it because it's just hard. Not that I hate it. It's just hard. It's physically and mentally just not it doesn't give you that that those endorphins that satisfaction right it's just you're struggling the entire time and um you know just try and push through and sometimes it's great and sometimes it isn't but um yeah i guess that's kind of kind of my approach i mean sometimes you also just need to look at where you're coming from right maybe you've been making your weekly progress picks like look a few picks back See the progress between like the couple of weeks you you've made. You probably did a really good job, and just just like you just need the motivation. You need to see like, hey, I've actually been losing weight. I've actually been gaining muscle, whatever it is. So that really helps as well. And for me, it's, it's just sometimes just getting the small victories. Like maybe you just put on a little bit more weight and do those extra reps. And you just feel like, hey, I did more weights, got more reps in. I made some progress. I feel good about myself. Yeah. Yeah. And I jokingly put I don't because Lord knows if you looked at the history of my, my body weight over the course of my, you know, entire life, it looks like maybe the world's most fun roller coaster of all time. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, like you get in the motivation, you get going for a while, regardless of goal, be it health or work or some side project. And then the motivation dips eventually. It happens to everybody. And at that point in time, for me, it's just sort of, I show up. Basically, I don't want to be at the gym. I'm just going to walk in the door. Once I'm there, then I'm like, oh, well, I've gotten through the hardest part. Which is why, like, when COVID hit and the gym shut down, my workouts died. Because the trigger for me was just leaving the house, right? I had to leave the house to get a workout in. Once I was like, oh, you got to work out at home forget it everything like all of the triggers went away um but like when it came to quitting smoking it was the same sort of thing right it was and lord knows i had tried and failed so many times there but you know the time that it stuck it was just like all right uh we're just gonna cut it from the life we're gonna you know just show up basically yeah don't, don't have it around the, the, the discipline did not put yourself in a spot to fail so when it's working out for me, it means put the shoes on, walk into the gym. There are days where I go into the gym, I ride the bike for 10 minutes, and I'm like, fuck this, I'm out. But 95% of the time, once I walk through those doors, it's like, all right, I'm here. I might as well get my workout going. I'll be mopey about it during warm-ups. But then it just builds and builds, and by the time you're done, you're like, okay, that's a good workout. I mean, so for me, it's, yeah, just pushing through the the initial hesitancy because once you get back to it your body is sort of on auto control or autopilot at that point in time right 
Yep. You just need to push through whatever thin layer of uh, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> depression or, you know, not depression probably, but thin layer of whatever is holding oh, you back. But I mean, it's like, or you're just lazy that day, or you slept like yeah. shit the night before, or you had, you know, you ate too big of a lunch and your body's like, oh, I don't want to go work out tonight. And it's like, just put the shoes on, go to the gym. Once you're there, you'll figure it out. And that's how, that's how it is for me. It's just, you know, push through the initial thing. doesn't have to be a lot. You can, you know, if it turns out you get there and you're not ready to go, you just walk out and so be it. But you got there and almost never do you walk out. Just getting there and doing the work. Yeah. That feels good. Yep. The, uh, the smoking analogy is amazing too, Rob. Um, I mean, shit, that took me 19 years to quit. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I started and stopped smoking in 19 years, but I st- I'd started and it just I'd go for a while and then just you fail, right? But then one day it just clicks, like, and I have no desire to smoke a cigarette at all, like, yeah. at all. Like, they, they smell so bad to me now and they taste bad and, like, it, it just... You know, you just got to show up, like you said, and you'll fail. You might fail a thousand fucking times, but, you know, if as long as you show up, like, you're doing better than not showing up. Right. You keep trying until you're in the grave. <laughs> yep. Right? So, that's also, I don't know, motivation probably is the way to look at it there. It's like, I can try it, and what's the worst that happens? I fail? Okay, then I try again tomorrow, or I try again the next day, until, you know... Until you're dead, you you can keep trying. So, but yeah, so maybe not such a you know the it's not that I don't. It's just that uh, I get knocked off of course pretty easily, which works out nicely into this next question from Todd. Right? It's a uh, more of a personal question, but I think it could be hell many out there, including myself. Sometimes, have you ever just gotten into a funk, a week where you want to chill and do nothing? If so, what happens? Is there anything you do to try to break the cycle? We're all human and it happens, but I'm just curious how you approach those kind of weeks if you do encounter them. And a lot of it... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, do you want to (laughs) start? Yeah, I can start. Uh, I do have them from time to time. Uh, Not that often. And a lot of the times, if it happens, it's normally for me, being as like introverted as I am, it's after I've spent a couple of weeks doing lots of stuff. And so I, I have to look deep into that because sometimes it is just, I don't want to do anything because I've been doing stuff. And those are easy. Then I just give myself a pass. I'm like, okay, do nothing this week. Lay on the couch and binge watch a TV show, read a book or something like that. Don't stress that you're not like on your A game at all times and stuff like that. Take a day off from work as a mental health day and just like refocus. Like, I give myself some sort of grace for that, because, like, we all have those moments. Um, If it lasts for more than, like, a week, that's when I start to think, okay, I'm going to need to do something to get myself out of it. And honestly, uh, the easiest thing for me to do when I'm in that mood, when I'm in a bad mood, and I've been in a bad mood for a bunch of days, is get out and walk. Like, get fresh air. If it's Even if it's winter, dress warm and, you know... Take the dog, don't take the dog, depending on how long, and just get away from everything. But also, 
get away from everything while getting my blood going and stuff like that. Because laying on the couch and just wallowing is like it fit and sort of feeds itself. Whereas if I get out and walk, I'll come back. Maybe I'm you know not over. Maybe it takes a couple of days, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, like forcing myself to do something to move somewhere to get blood going to just try to you know feel better about just feel better about moving uh normally pulls me out of it pretty quickly because i don't know body in motion tends to stay in motion body arrest tends to stay arrest i don't know maybe not true but for me that's how it works for me when if it lasts for more than a week then i know that i need to do something to actively get myself out of it, and it involves maybe putting down the video games, turning off the TV, and just getting outside for a while. Yeah. Touch grass, as they call it. Yeah, right? <laughs> How about you, Eden? What, what, uh, have you, do you have any special sauce that works for you? No, but I think it's good to also acknowledge that it's okay at times. It's okay. Like, this is like a normal pattern. Everyone feels that way at times. It's not like you're doing something wrong or like something is going wrong. It's okay to feel this way. We all feel that way sometimes. But as long as you just get back into it after a while, then it's just fine. Yeah. You also need to be able to accept like it's okay to just sometimes get in the funk. I've found recently, like within the past few years, um, and I don't know if this is just from getting more fit, um, but I've found that if I start to get into a funk like that, uh, it's usually a pretty common trend is my diet is bad. So I'm eating horrible food, super ultra processed food, fatty food, sugary food, whatever it is. I'm not, I'm not feeding myself quality food. You know, it's not fruits and veggies and meat or whatever. You know, it's not it's not good stuff. And uh, also like lack of exercise. Like I have found um, over the past few years that if I am not exercising and doing things and I am eating poorly, I feel poorly. Um, so I've been trying to be mindful of that when that does happen to me. Like, have I been eating well? Have I been exercising to some extent? And I found, um, I found personally for me, like yoga is huge. If I am like stressed out or whatever, like sitting down and doing some controlled breathing and stretching and, and doing some chill workout, um, that, that can really help a ton. Um, I mean, dude, that changed, that changed my entire perspective when I was having a mental breakdown over building this damn computer. Like I, I was, I was just beyond tilted. Um, due to the bad motherboard that I got and troubleshooting, not knowing that that was a problem at the point, but you know, it, it was hours of troubleshooting with no, no end in sight. And, um, you know, going, I going outside and getting some fresh air and coming in and doing some yoga really helped me like reset my mind. Um, but I also like to what Rob said, uh, if I, especially if I'm around my family, like if I'm around the kids or my wife and I know that they're not doing anything wrong, but I am being a giant asshole or I'm going to be a giant asshole. I just remove myself from the situation. I'm just like, you know what? Like they're not in the wrong, but I am, I feel myself just not being a sane person reacting to whatever is happening. And I'll literally just grab some headphones and go out for a walk. You know, like I'll, 
put on some music or a podcast and I'll just go out and walk around the lake or, you know, just put some miles down. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes running or biking works, but a lot of times when I'm in that mindset, I'm not trying to like go hardcore on the exercise. Like I just, I just need to walk and clear my head. I will say that really, really hard exercise usually makes me feel great. Uh, but it's, it's one thing to say that it's another thing to get yourself doing that when you're in that mental state. So, um, just anything to remove, like Rob said, remove yourself, get some fresh air, touch some grass, whatever it might be. Also don't beat yourself up. Give yourself grace. Like, I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned because for the longest time, when you have a bad day, I'd beat the shit out of myself for whatever, like, oh, you did nothing today, or oh, the dishes are still there, why did you... It's like, no, you know what? I needed to take some time. I'm just... Think of all the good things you've done recently. Don't beat yourself up on the one thing you slipped up short on. Um, So it's like, have a little bit of... Give yourself a little bit of grace. You don't always have to be on, and it doesn't always have to be perfect. Uh, And yeah, I mean... If the weather's bad, sometimes I'll go for a drive instead of a walk. Drive long drives are also pretty good for. Uh, <laughs> it depends on who's around you and on the road. <laughs> well, I go out to the country, like out yeah. the sticks, right? Like it's like, oh no, a tractor pulled out in front of me. I guess I'm just gonna have to go slower on my meditative drive through the sticks. Dude, I would be the opposite. I'd be like, this motherfucker's driving 10 miles an hour below the speed limit in left lane and I can't pass. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I mean, we all, everybody handles stuff differently too. But like for me, that's that's sort of my thing is just I'll put music on, not really listen to it, not really care, and just sort of, I don't know. It's just try to change whatever situation. Like, if I got an ass groove in my couch because I haven't moved for two days, I need to move. Otherwise, that ass groove is just going to grow deeper and deeper. So yeah. for me, it's, yeah, get up and do something. But it's okay sometimes to just rest a little bit. There's sometimes you can turn on your your Xbox or your PlayStation or your computer, fire up like four games, and then turn them off and be like, nah, you know, I just don't feel like playing anything today. Yeah, sure. It's a big part of what your day-to-day, you know, how you relax on the daily some days you just don't feel it so try something else move to see what gets you probably really horrible advice but if all else fails smoke a joint <laughs> just kidding substance probably is not the answer <laughs> yeah I much, um, pre- I much prefer to take my substances both alcohol and weed in a joyous occasion instead of as a uh, pick me up when I'm yeah, down yeah yeah I, it was Light, lighthearted jokes. Yes, yes. Uh, um, cool. Well, thank you guys for the questions, as always. Um, okay, real quick before we jump into Destiny or anything else, uh, community notes. Uh, myself and Native Raider are doing uh, this season's Blueberry Lounge Trivia Night. Uh, it's going to be Sunday, February 25th, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 6 Mountain, 5 Pacific. Uh, I believe their Patreons get first sign up for that. So if you're a Patreon of Blueberry Lounge, uh, hit up Native, get signed up. Uh, if you're interested, um, hit them up or hit me up and we can put you on the wait list. Uh, whatever seats are, are still available, we'll put out to the general public whenever they deem fit. Um, 
as well. Our friends in the Space Mafia are running the Space Mafia Olympics. Uh, that's going to be the whole month of March. Uh, they're going to be competing in Crucible, Gambit, Raids, and Dungeons. It's teams of six. Uh, that sign-up is going on now. I think you have until March to sign up. Like, like end of February is probably a better thing to say, but uh, it's really cool. They have a lot of rules. They put a lot of time into it. Uh, so you can check it out on their Discord. If you're not in their Discord, ask me. Uh, hit up Trash Panda, uh, Mullet, any of the other Space Mafia people in our Discord, um, and they will gladly let you in. That whole community is rad. They also have their own podcast now. Yep, they had just released episode two. I've had, I, between my birthday and being sick all week, I have listened to no podcasts. Um, so I still need to check out episode one and two that just got released, but I'm very excited. I've, I've heard some good things. I enjoyed it. And you yep. know how little I enjoy things. <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to call that out. Those, those are all awesome things happening in our community. Um... So there was actually a fob um, that had some stuff in it. Uh, so the the games for what was it? Uh, game to give. That's awesome. They like broke a record. That's uh, raising money for really good things, right? You're raising money for kids. We already established, you know, kids in need, animals in need. Uh, those are good causes, man. Things that we can get behind. So rock on to everyone that that helped out with that, helped raise money or, or donated money they had, you know, whatever it was, like, way to be a rad community. Um, the thing I wanted to call out was uh, they called out some of the weapons, like changing in the weapon pool uh, starting in early March. Um, and Eden being the resident expert here on the show today... Is there anything that you saw between Trials, Iron Banner, and Nightfalls that you're excited about? Ooh. Excited, even. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> anything get your spider sense tingling? <laughs> I'm not excited about the scout in Trials. So I'll, I'll put that out there. Yeah. Multimark being back, that's potentially interesting it's still a really good smg and we still are in an smg meta but i'm more excited excited about the part that they um probably still have some upcoming loot pools as well like unrevealed weapon a and b in trials i'm more excited about that yeah they were saying that there's what six weapons that are unrevealed that are coming yeah um so did two for say... Iron Man, two for Nightfalls, and two for Trials. They didn't. Did they say when? Mm, don't think so. The count for length season and that episodes will be longer. We're increasing the weapon pool to eight, six. No, they didn't really say what they are, did they? They said that they're unreleased. Huh. That'll be interesting, though. I assume this is before Final Shape. I don't know, because like the Season of the Wish pull part above it just says, oh, right. um, here is what it's for the remainder of the season of yep. the Wish loot pools. Good call, good call. Yeah, so that must be so six new weapons for sure for Nightfalls. Uh, six total for Nightfall, Iron Banner, and Trials, maybe Final Shape. Um, they are bringing another Waveframe grenade launcher to 
the kinetic slot with Strand and Iron Banner. Yeah, that's a good call out. I forgot about that one. I'm excited about that. Yeah, because that changes up that changes up a lot of stuff because that gives you that energy weapon pairing with it, which is nice. Um, you won't be able to do disruption break though, right? Because you won't be no. able to run a kinetic. So I wonder. I wonder if there's going to be a good perk combo to still make that competitive with like the the disruption break waveframe gameplay. Yeah, and the problem with that as well is like hatchling is probably not going to work because doesn't that require precision hits as well in order to trigger or like multiple kills? Yeah. Huh. It'll be interesting to see if it's useful uh, being a mm -hmm. strand. But but just being kinetic that, is... Now that a slice is a thing on weapons, that could be a really good one. you dodging in, shooting out your grenade launcher, applying like a, a different kind of debuff than disruption break on them, so they do less damage to you. You already did a chunk of damage, and that still is enough to change, change the outcome of the fight. Yeah, like an unraveling debuff or something like that. Huh, yeah, that could be interesting. Um, I, do you know, so I they, they called this out, but what do you know what the Vortex Frame Sword is? Um, those are the caster frame. Oh, no, the Vortex is, a frame. Cast, is like a caster frame? Yeah. Okay. I think, so, maybe? Because there's the new, the new Nightfall Sword. There's a second Stasis Sword. Oh, no, I'm sorry. This is the first Vortex. I'm sorry, I misread that. This is the first Vortex frame oh first uh, vortex uh, frame stasis sword a failing guillotine yeah, yeah. okay 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 spinny so they spinny swords yeah. got it okay beyblades yeah beyblades for sure um yeah so anyways they called out some weapons coming that's kind of cool um oh they're also they're also giving people starting in march 700 bright dust each week so i read that and i'm pretty sure our friend todd the gator is pretty stoked about that because you know yeah. dude loves his bright dust like he he does his bounties every every day to get his bright dust or week or i don't even know what they are because i don't i don't do them i'm a bad destiny player <laughs> um so that yeah. that's cool um so i posted this in uh discord in announcements but I watched the movie of the week because I saw Cryostesia and Assassin's Cowl. And I was like, ooh, I want to see how they played this. And uh, this dude that that did the edit, um, I'm actually talking to him on Reddit about coming on the show. Uh, it's such a cool edit. The edit is like, it's not just a look at how good I am edit, you know? Like, it's not just a I'm king of king of the shit destiny like i never miss my shots type of edit he does a really good job editing the video he shows fails he shows awesome plays he shows just like dunking on people with a mix of like comedy and guardians and like almost like a story also going on um i i don't know man it was cool it was it was something something different than just look at my gameplay, you know, and it was really well put together. So if, if you have not seen the movie of the week this week, um, it's not, it's in discord. And it's also in the, in the twid. So worth, yeah, it's worth really well edited out. without being over edited. Yeah. And that's when you see a lot in montages, like 
just taking it a step too far. Yeah. And this is just like right on right on the money. It it really was. Like, I mean, just it's just little little audio cues put in and comments and um I don't know. I just really enjoyed watching it. I was like, wow, this is it's it just has a different flavor to it. Um and also it just made me want I love cryostesia. So it just made me want to go in and put on Assassin's Cowl and a throwing knife and cryostegia just to watch it because uh, that sounds like a really fun build. So maybe I'll be playing PvP League with that next week. We'll see. That'll be fun. Yep. Uh, so anyways, that's the twab. Um, what did I do in Destiny this week? PvP League was fun. We played native uh, spooks and then Rocker jumped in. Yep. Uh, yeah they beat us but man that was a we won two games i mean it went down to the very last game we're four weeks or three weeks in and this is the first game that made it to round five of the uh the series so and we started late so it was kind of fun too because everyone else had finished and we were we still went on for like another half hour afterwards and people were like hopping over into raider and spooks's uh twitch streams and watching it and being able to comment on that kind of stuff so I thought it was it was a really fun series. We went down O2 rather quickly. And we fought our way back to get it uh like a really tight game on Twilight Gap. We ended up winning really, really close. I think that might have been last round too, round seven win there. Yeah, that was definitely close. And then we We blew him out on Pacifica and yep. got done with that and sweaty is like I'm done being a Titan. It's game five. We need to went over and got his hunter to make sure that they won the fifth game. Yeah, they definitely turned the tables when he went. He like <laughs> he, we went to orbit and he left. And I'm like, uh, Sweaty's getting his hunter. <laughs> he's not. He's not okay with this Titan shenanigans anymore. <laughs> uh, no, that was fun, man. And and they were really good games. And and I was having fun too. Like I was switching up my loadouts and trying to play with different things and trying to keep it fun and not just focus on like. Um, I don't know, not just focus on being too caught up in shit, you know? Yeah. We we did successfully uh, headshot somebody behind a wall because you hit him with the Divinity Bubble as he yes. was running for cover, and then I shot the Divinity Bubble while they weren't on my screen anymore. Yeah, so that was one of the things. I was like, I was like, gosh, should I play with Point of the Stag or Divinity this game? And, and Rob and Val were both like, uh, play with the good weapon? And I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> And then we were up, we were up like, th- we were up, what, three two games? Three, no, we zero. Three, three zero. We just need to win one more round. Yeah, so we had to win one round, and we had four games to lose. And I was like, okay, I'm like, we can throw this round. I'm putting on Divinity. We're running Divinity. And then you were sniping, so I was like, Rob, just follow me. Just follow me, and I'll hit him with Divinity, and then you can snipe him. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't snipe him, but I could hit the bubble. <laughs> It was great. It was it was a lot of fun. I'm glad that we did that. Um, no, it was fun. I I I really enjoyed it. It was fun to play with Val again. Um, I had some really good rounds. I had some really horrible rounds. So it was a it was a good mix of Destiny too. And dude, just it's League has been a lot of fun. Like it's been the most fun I've had playing PvP in a while. So yep. Um, and then Saturday morning, I did a, not this morning, but last week, weekend, uh, I did a morning raid. Uh, it was Crypt- Cryptnik had never run DSC. So Darth Noodle, Mr. Monkey, Trash Panda, 
uh, technical and cryptic, uh, we all went in and did DSC, and that was that was a ton of fun. Well, my entire destiny this week was to play PvP League, so uh, I didn't play any other destiny except for log in, do our warm ups in Rumble, which are always super fun. Oh, yeah. And in no way get you ready to play survival nope. <laughs> and then play survival poorly for a little bit until I warmed up and started realizing how to play survival again. And then <laughs> I was like, okay, we're done. Cool. I'm logging off. So that was <laughs> it for me for destiny this week. Uh, but I am very much excited for Tuesday night running it back again. So yeah. How about you, Eden? What have you been doing in destiny this week? Um, this week I've just been doing a lot of comp, just trying to get, all my all my wins in, trying to unlock the weapons, get all my roses focused, lead them all because that's how RNG works. You're never gonna get what you want. <laughs> and then uh, getting ready for trials, probably some trials tonight even. Ooh, what are you looking for in a rose? Just to give people an idea of what the really have the like role he's looking for. Roles like I got the the max range, perpetual motion, explosive payload rolls, and whatever. But now I'm just looking one specifically for checkmate, and that is one without explosive payload, because like that meant you couldn't like three tap someone to the head anymore. So I'm just looking for elemental capacitor, and then probably opening shot with it. And the reason I want to go with elemental capacitor is because I can completely ignore handling on uh, on my subclass, because then I'll probably run it with arc. Arc Titan, Arc Hunter, Arc Warlock, and then you just get like insane handling, and then like the additional accuracy from opening shot and the range from it. So that that's probably a really good combination. At least I'm excited to try it. I don't know if it's good yet. <laughs> Once it drops, I'll tell you. You just need to actually get it to drop. <laughs> exactly. That's the problem here. You have these ideas. You think it's gonna be good, and you hope it's gonna be good. I hope you're not going to be disappointed. But that, that keeps you grinding. The chase. That's what we're after. I've been told uh, you never catch the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about the mulligan sniper again in Discord this week. Uh, your, your mini revoker. Yep. Yep, it's such a slapped on perk on snipers. So slapped on. Like, even though it doesn't prick every time it procs way more often than you think and it just means even if you're not a good sniper you can take that shot maybe it doesn't land maybe it does land and then you have your clip or it's like a, a good way to even practice sniping there's, there's so many opportunities just with the perk and another thing like if you're playing really good players they will be counting how many shots you took they will be like, hey, that guy, he shot two snipes. He's out. We can push him. Yeah. Get that mulligan procced. It means you still have an additional snipe. You didn't miss. You still got more ammo. Yeah, that is, that is really the great part because I know I definitely count shots on people. And yep. so, so I'm always like, oh, he missed one. You know, and oh, he missed two. Okay, we're good. And you're exactly. not good. <laughs> Yeah, that's that is why I mean Rose and and that sniper are definitely why I still play try and play at least three games of comp a week just just to get those rolls in because there's some really fun combos on both of those guns that I still am chasing as well. 
Yep, and Mercurial Overreach isn't the only weapon that can roll with uh, Mulligan. The Raid Revenant, uh, the Raid Sniper, like Omniscient Eye, can also drop with it. So if you're not that good at comp, or just it's not your thing, and maybe you're just loving raiding, you can still get one of those snipers with uh, Mulligan. So if, is that craftable then? And then it is not craftable. Oh, it's from that's too Garden bad. of Salvation. Oh, that's too bad. Maybe, yeah, maybe in the future. Please, you tell me I gotta run Garden? Out of all the raids I gotta run, it's Garden? Out of that all the raids, yeah. I, dude, I, mean, I like Garden. I don't mind Garden either. in the game, though. So, yeah. I, just, I think my my qualm with Garden, I don't know, it's a fun raid and it's good. It's just, it uh, the same sort of thing that gets me with uh, Last Wish, where we struggled, which was always Shirochi, is that we don't fail fast in any of the encounters. When we fail an encounter, we're there for a long time, and then we fail it, and then we have to start over and be in there a long time again. Yeah. Whereas some of my raids that I like a little bit more are the ones where, like, oh, no, we fucked up. It's been 30 seconds. I guess we just jump off and start again. Like, much... If I'm going to farm something, I'd like to know it's going to be a failure quickly, as opposed to spend X amount of time and then fail and then have to do it again. So, Garden is just, like, rife with... uh long encounters that you can fuck up right at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Um, so outside of Destiny, what what else have you been playing then? Um you think I play anything else besides Destiny? <laughs> what? What? You, you I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> do you not know I have an unhealthy obsession with this game? Oh, I mean, we all do. I mean, we've been, we've no. been, we talk about it every week for the past like <laughs> six something years, right? Yeah, it'll be seven years yeah, in, no. uh, seven years in the fall or in the summer. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but like my, this, the Switch is the only thing that can pull me away from the game, pull me away from the computer. It's just, it's just such, so nice just to have a device where you can just take it with you, sit somewhere on the couch and just relax. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I do I do that same thing with drawing on my tablet. Like if if the family's home and they want to watch a movie I'm not interested in or the kids are playing on their switches, like I can at least hang out in the same room with them, you know, and be out with everyone and still doing my own thing. So I totally I totally get that. Uh we have switches, but they're typically on them. <laughs> um Rob, what else have you been playing then? uh zombies this afternoon i finally got borealis so the uh the end of the zombie the modern warfare 3 gun zombie camo grind is now finished well no it's not because it's a new season well no but uh but for those guns the uh, that's done i mean there's still the modern warfare 2 guns which all have their own camos that you can unlock too a whole different one. Um, well, well, there's weapons that you can unlock with the season with the yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go through those as well. Get, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. but uh, but I, you know, on the 36 guns that you had to get there, I have Borealis unlocked now for all of them. So, oh. um, that's awesome. I had three guns to go, and I'm like, oh, I have to do two. And Bryce is like, why don't I just bring your last gun in with me, and then I'll drop it when you're done with one of your guns. Oh, dope. And so we knocked out three. It was like. Final Axville, uh, the storm's coming in, and I need to kill one mangler to get the gun. And it popped up right at the end. We shot it, popped up, Borealis popped up. I'm like, 
all right, get on the chopper because we're dead in about two seconds if we wait much longer. <laughs> awesome. So I got my 30 special zombie kills in one one deploy and moved on. Especially since when I'm playing with Bryce, we don't just go to Xville and Xville farm the entire time. So we yeah. started on one side of the map, worked our way through zone two, went to all the special zombie hotspots in zone two that we know they exist in, killed all of them, went into all the infested strongholds to get uh, the mimics to spawn and that kind of stuff. So it was like, the least focused grind <laughs> to finish out this as anything ever, and it was absolutely fun. So that's cool. Was, uh, so I'm done with that. I can go do a bunch of other stuff now. And then new season in Gwent. I did not hit pro rank in January, did not play enough because I did it for an entire year, hit my goal, and I was like, all right, time to just reset. And so I dropped down uh, into a lower rank and I played against some horrible people this last week, so I feel like I'm going to enjoy being in these lower ranks where I guaranteed to win every time I log in, basically. Uh, but then, of course, you climb, and it's bad. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, it's nice to take off a little bit of the pressure once in a while. Awesome. I played zombies with one of my coworkers on Friday. That was nice. I took a half day, went out with my stepdad for dinner, came back, played some zombies with him. Um, Thursday night. So this is last week. Uh, Clay hosted private matches in his Discord. So we had we had private matches on COD, and um, Koala jumped in with us, and then it was our regular crew as well. And, you know, I kind of started my birthday weekend on Thursday. Okay. Your birthday was Monday, right? It was Monday. So, yeah, about four. Uh, so, five, you, you did a good job week. of, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had the day off work. So, you know, it was, it was a pretty relaxed day. And I I tied one on Thursday night playing, playing private matches. And I had a lot of fun. But I didn't realize how obvious it was that I was tying one on. Because I had like five people message me the next day and they're like, are you alive? And I was like, oh, wow, I must have been very like animated while we were playing, <laughs> playing private matches on Thursday. Because like that was a lot of DMs. And granted, I, I was not I did not feel great when I woke up in the morning on Friday. And so I did not check Discord uh, until probably like one o'clock in the afternoon. So, yeah, so people were worried you were dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was, I mean, I want to do it again. That was there. It's just like Destiny, man. Yeah. Fighting your friends and talking shit is the best way to video game. Yep. Just don't do it on Thursdays because that's Baldur's Gate night. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll 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 do another one on a different night then. Well, we we normally record on Thursday yeah, nights, so that's fair. Um, and then this morning, uh, I still was feeling sick. So I just, um, kids were asleep. Wife woke up, dogs woke me up. So, um, I just wanted to keep it chill. So I jumped in, I actually jumped on to play trials by myself. And right when I bought my card ghost was like, Hey, where's everyone at? I was like, well, what are you playing? He's like, I'm camo grinding. I was like, okay, I'll play some call of duty. So I bought my card, went to orbit and then shut down destiny, jumped over to cod um and uh jives jumped in and nessie put a turkey call in um in clay's discord on the soundboard so whenever he joins discord now he has to make the turkey sound ah you know because he's a jive turkey and uh yeah it was pretty great and then uh koala sauce there and koala jumped in too and we played 
played some um, Call of Duty. It was a lot of fun. Um, I really want to call out that uh, I love their seasonal model because I bought season two and it cost me nothing because I played all of season one. Yep. You, if you play the season before, you get enough COD points to be able to get the next season. Yeah. There's some stuff they hide behind the Black Cell stuff, but if you don't yeah. care about that, then not it's, a big well, deal it's at all. Like, it's like any other cosmetic. I mean, yeah. they just put it in a different spot. It's still just cosmetics. Yeah, like, exactly. And, and I will say, like, I'm glad I didn't, but I was very tempted to buy a couple skins today in that game. Like, I've spent an entire, like, $30 in Destiny in the eight, nine years I've been playing it, besides DLCs and whatnot. Uh, but on cosmetics, I'm not a big cosmetics person, but the Year of the Dragon skin looks amazing, I think. Yeah. Uh, they have a Borderlands type of skin out. That's mm. that cartoony, you know, Borderlands, like bright drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black, and it looks really good. So both of those things look rad. And then um, uh, H&H posted a clip of Fortnite because they have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle event going on. Right. And he was Michelangelo with a skateboard on his back. Mm. And I was like, I was like, oh, dude, classic turtles like with a skateboard on his back. I'm not a big like spend money on skins type of person, but both of these That's games are trying to the nostalgia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is. And it's it's because it's like the classic turtles, right? It's like the 90s turtles that I'm like, oh, man, it's like the ones you grew even, up with. Yes. Yeah, the right art style and everything. So. Uh, we'll we'll see how long I last, <laughs> but uh, they're trying to steal my money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so so that's about they it with video the games. They're trying to reel you in. Yeah, I know, right? I know. You know what though? Here's the thing: like, I've got my money worth out of Call of Duty. Like, I thought I wasn't going to play it at all. Uh, my history has shown that I always just go back to Destiny after a week or two. And um, just with how long the season is, man, I just I love zombies. I love multiplayer. I think I love multiplayer because I don't care about my stats at all. Like I'm really detached from my actual performance in that game. I just like playing with friends and shooting people. And so, yeah. you know, like I never look at my stats I never look at anything like that. I might see an end of game score and I'm like, oh, I went positive or oh, I went negative. But it doesn't feel like destiny where I feel bad if I play bad. Right. Um, And so I don't know, man, like if I if I spend a couple bucks on cosmetics, it's a game I like. And like Fortnite doesn't cost anything. So. You know, I don't I don't have the battle pass. I bought the battle pass for my kids because they care about that. I don't (laughs) at least not with that game. (laughs) Um, Cool. What else we got? Well, I did for this week. Uh, next week on Thursday night uh, is going to be a de facto sem- semifinal for the uh, PvP League. As Ooh, yeah. Team two and Team Seven, two of the three undefeated teams, play each other, and because of conflicts, they couldn't play on the normal night. So this is just a heads up now. If you're listening to this, we're going to try to make sure we, uh, if anybody streams that game, we're going to get it up there so that if we want to watch a basically a semifinal because whoever wins is going to be undefeated and be in the finals in week five uh you know be ready for it if you want to enjoy some pvp league trash talking yeah i think it'll be really 
good game to watch for sure. Um, I think a couple of people on those teams will stream, so yeah. we should be able to see something. Uh, and they're playing normal time. So, yeah. yeah. So we'll be able to catch. Eastern, so we'll give it we'll, out there. Yeah, you and I will be able to catch first 30 minutes probably. Yeah, it'll be fun. Before we record. Um, hey, I finally ca- joined the next one, though. I'll yeah. bring out one of the crazy bills that I've been cooking up. <laughs> I like it. I'm, I'm, I, I would love it if you can make it. Well, I think we're going to change the day of the week and the time that we start so that um, people can can join up. But yeah, man, I'll I'll t- I'll let you know what we're thinking. And um, if we can get you in there, that'd be rad because I would love that, too. It's fun that you mentioned that. Bills that are just waiting to be tested. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just be aware. You, you might catch some abuse uh, right there. <laughs> I, uh, that reminded me of Val hadn't played since basically Stasis came out. And so in the very first game, one of the guys on the other team, Rocker, was running, uh, running Threadlings and the uh, decoy. And the first time he saw that, he's like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> like, he had no <laughs> idea what was going on with, like... What are these things on the ground? Where did he go? Like, Why like, does he look like a ghost? Why didn't he die? <laughs> it was like complete magic to him. So I'm looking forward to any type of build that makes people be like, what the hell is happening is worth it mm-hmm. for me. Dro- Drogan's been good about bringing that to to the games each week, too. Like He's like, I'm going to bring something different every single week. Like, mm-hmm. And he's, you two are very much on the same like grind of, of like just understanding really fun gameplay loops that work really well that people don't expect. Yeah. Sometimes it's not just about creating like the small mini games. Sometimes it's just creating a build and just finding the missing pieces. And then like once you actually found found the thing that's missing and it clicks, that's that's also when the neurons start firing. It's so good. <laughs> to give an example of that, like one of the things I've been playing around with is um, Arc Strider because of the upcoming changes that Bungie's gonna release in Final Shape. Like it's getting a new um, aspect, uh, probably it's gonna get a new super. So hey, there's gonna be a lot of hype around it. So I was thinking, I I want to make sure that I'm on top of my game and start preparing already. Like, <laughs> what kind of cracked hunter build can I come up with? That will be fun to play with, maybe a little bit challenging, but still be amazing. Um, so I've been looking like, hey, how does this new um, aspect work? The one where you do your weird uppercut and suddenly make your whole team amplified. Because that was the coolest thing I saw. Oh, yeah. Playing around with amplified a lot, especially on my Warlock. And it's such a game changer. Um, in a team composition because it means you can go so fast at the opening of the game. You can get to the choke points quicker than anyone else. You can get the opening picks much quicker. And I was thinking, I want that. So I've been playing around with fragments and I figured out like, hey, if I'm running this really specific setup with um, Spark of Haste, then I can just literally just drop my mobility to 50 points and still feel like 100 mobility in terms of dodge cooldowns. So I got that nailed down, and I'm like, damn, I'm missing healing. There's nothing here in this <laughs> kit. Like on, on Strand, I got my woven mill. Um, 
on Voyage, you got your overshields, and for Hunter specifically, you got your invis and cool things like that. On uh, Solo, you got your healing grenades. But on Ark, there's nothing. Like, literally nothing to get you healing at the point. I'm looking at all the grenades, they're all kind of weak, they're okay. But they're not doing anything cool or good anymore. They nerfed our beloved Shinobu Vow, so that's no longer an option. Yeah. Um, Ark bolts, okay, but they're not doing a lot of damage. Um, no one's going to hit one of these amazing one-hit sticky kills anymore with the with the arcanate because, like, with all the damage reduction that we have in game, it's so easy to no longer get the one-hit kill with it anymore. So I was thinking, I'm going to pair it with muffs, the muff gloves. Oh, because what yeah. a lot of people don't realize is it's not just a tool that you should use offensively. You should probably use it defensively. Those muffs give you an overshield on any subclass that you want. You can give you an overshield, but also your teammate. You're going to get two of them. And it's at a really low cooldown. The lowest cooldown of any grenade that you can get. It's like so fast. You, you're going to get one grenade at least every single round. So that means you have at least like 40 HP of healing at least. If, if both of those moths from your grenade hit you. And that yeah. means you can have the edge at the opening of the fight. You, you can run into a lane, pre-throw your grenade out there, and get like two moths spawn up, and you slide in there, and then they'll just swarm on you and get that healing just at the point that you need it. You can throw it at your teammates when they're low. You can throw it at yourself when you're weak. And that was like the missing thing here. It's, it's not cool. an offensive tool. People can shoot it with like one shot of an SMG and kill it. It doesn't do a lot of damage, so that's not the play with these gauntlets. It's healing. And it yeah, makes, that makes so sense. much more sense on Ark, because you don't have any source of healing. And all yeah. the grenades are so weak. They're not good. They're not good no. at all. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I hadn't even thought of that. Yeah. That's why it's, see, that's why it's fun to like sit in, you know, like I, I'll like do stuff and then I like check to see what's going on in Discord. And it's always like something like this that that these dudes are coming up with. And a lot of times it's Eden is like, you know, if you do this and this or someone will make a comment, and it'll be like, yeah, that works. And then if you also do this and this and this, then like <laughs> it's cool, man. It's yeah. great. And it's also where my obsession again comes from for, for Rose with Elemental Capacitor because like I want to play this one when the, the new changes come out. So I want my handling back. I want my Elemental Capacitor Rose. I already have an uh, Elemental Capacitor on Albuna D, the high impact sniper from Gambit. So that will get at least 100 handling as well. So I can switch back and forth really quickly, have an aggressive playstyle, and then still have my healing on top of that. Yeah. And then I can get Blink on top of that as well. Be in there, out there even quicker. And Amplified, so you're moving. And yeah. Amplified for me and the team as well. The whole team I, has zoomies. I'm loving it. I love, I really love Amplified. Like when I was playing Getaway Artist. But yeah, people are sleeping on Amplified. It's yeah. insane. It is fun. Like I, I absolutely loved it. Uh, like I played quite a bit of Arc Warlock when I discovered how much fun on-demand Amplified is. Like, you're just yeah. so fast. The, the getaway art is built is so good. Yeah. It is it's, so good. It's a ton of fun. 
Like, and what a lot of people don't realize is that like amplified is like an additional layer on top of your ability. Some of these abilities that you have do additional things when you get amplified. Yeah. Just to, to give an example of that, like why my why I've been running Techian uh, and Getaway Artist together the whole time on my Arc subclass is because when you pair it with the ball lightning melee, it not only explodes once, not twice, but three times. So if you combine that with initial impact and then maybe some tags with your um, getaway artist, art buddy, you do like more than 230 damage. That's enough to one-hit kill almost everything with just a melee. And the only thing you need to do is be amplified with it. And a lot of people, oh, a lot of arc warlocks are just using the, the sliding melee and, and that's it. But the ball lightning one is so much better. Yeah. Yeah, your your melees are improved. Like it's just it, it's really a fun build. Like it really it's is. It's like build. having a pocket fusion, like in your hand. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yep. And then you also have just the increased slide and movement speed too. So you're just sliding forever like you're wearing, you know, <laughs> uh Dune Marchers or Stompies or, you know, you're you're a stasis titan. You know, you have that just forever slide that's so much fun. And especially like being faster when sliding and amplified, like that that this made it, this has made it click for me. Like, hey, I'm gonna need an arc weapon that has like this special slide perk. And then we're back to Techian being able to roll or be crafted with Kickstart. And then like the whole build starts coming together. I can get my amplified. I can start sliding. I can be there quicker than everyone. I can slide into a lane. I can proc my Kickstart. I yeah. can kill someone. With my arc weapon, and then I can get synergy with one of my fragments. Like getting arc kills <laughs> blinds people. So now I have this way to like fight multiple people, just all built in my subclass. The only thing I need to do is consume my grenade, and then my mini game starts. Yeah, and then yeah, I just yeah, yeah. ready to. That's awesome. That's, that's so much fun. I was just gonna say I need to craft another Techion with uh, Kickstart because I didn't even think about adding that for the slide thing for being amplified. That's a really smart idea. Would you put slideways on it, or would you still keep it under pressure then? I would still keep under pressure because it's so good. It's it's just free. You got free accuracy, free stability, just for existing in the game. You spawn in and you have the perk. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's, I really like Tachyon. It's it's a good one. It's my go-to if I can't use Burden for whatever I'm playing. Yeah, and then the, the, the final thing that made it really tick for me, this is like the, the big thing, the origin trait of Tachyon for his explosive pact. Your grenade ability uses grants one stack of explosive pack. That's what you're doing when you start your loop. You're consuming your grenade. You're already juicing up your fusion. Oh, even does more. that count? Yes, it does. Oh, that's so broken. All right. Well, I guess I'm going to have to play some more getaway artist uh, in the near future. That's great. That's, oh, that's when awesome. you start ticking all the boxes. That's when yeah. it all's coming together. Yeah, that's cool. That's super cool. Yeah, I saw a lot of success with that build. Like People just don't expect you to push in that quickly with Amplified. Yeah. No one's doing it. It's such an aggressive play. And like a lot of time it doesn't work out, but you this build is specifically built for you to actually pull that off. There's so many things in your toolkit 
to make sure you win that 1v3 or 2v3 or whatever it is. Like you have your melee that can one hit kill someone. You have your fusion that's now juiced. You have um, your kill kills our kills blinding people, so you have more time to shoot back. They'll probably miss. It just all comes together. Yeah, uh, that's cool. That's really cool. I'm fully intrigued. I know I'm gonna have to play. I'm gonna have to play some Destiny this weekend too. One thing, totally not game related, but um, a lot of people were talking about that Rebel Moon video or uh, movie on Netflix. I don't know if either of you guys have seen that. Nope. Uh, it's really good. It's uh, it is really kind of like a Star Wars, but done by Zack Snyder. You know, so it's that a lot of superhero dark slow mo stuff. Tell me less. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you enjoyed it. It's good, but <laughs> no, it 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 is good though. Like it's it's got it's got a lot of um, it's got a lot of ugh, good characters. I would say I don't know. I I enjoyed it. We watched it last night. It was uh, a couple people have talked about it on a few of the podcasts, and uh, oh, and that our part two is only two months away. Huh? So if you're looking for a movie the watch yep. only two months away for the next part that's yeah. quick april's yeah i think that i that movie just came out like in december or january too so they they probably filmed it you know all at the same time i'm guessing yeah that's uh i'll check it out at least what's the worst gonna happen i don't like it and i was like okay fine that's she's yeah. right by me <laughs> there's like i said there's a lot of slow-mo there's a lot of slow-mo parts, right? Because it's Zack Snyder. But the combat is good. Uh, the the quote-unquote hero, I, I think she's pretty rad. So it's cool. Listen, if I want my action with slow-mo, I want doves coming out of things. Bring back John Woo. Dude. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, big, I'm a big kung fu well, I should say I was. Yeah, that came up the other day. I made my kids. I downloaded Iron Monkey um, because it's one of my favorite flicks from back in the day. And I made my kids watch it. And it, we were sitting at dinner and someone brought up that I made them watch a kung fu movie. <laughs> and they were like, they were trying to like, like say bad things about Iron Monkey. And I'm like, you know what? You're not my children. <laughs> <laughs> Get out. <laughs> yeah, it's a great movie. Oh, yeah, we watched the uh, the Netflix series on the Six Nations that came out recently. So that was our weekly watching was the the eight episodes about the 2023 Six Nations rugby tournament. So that was a lot of fun. Karina's like, I don't understand the rules of rugby. And I'm like, I kind of <laughs> do, but I'll explain them as best I know them. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't know anything about it. Um, my Debbie's cousin plays. Um. So he's really into it. About my extent of knowledge. Probably not at that level. Those are some big dudes. <laughs> no, but he he is um he's a very athletic individual. Oh yeah. Like I mean, Yeah. He's you can't, you can't play rugby and not be athletic. Yeah, he's a he's 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 a one percenter type of dude. He's got him and his brother have really, really good genes. They're they're geniuses. They both work one is you know, they're I'll just they're they're both college college. You know, either one has a lab, then he's doing cancer things 
for a college and the other one works for Harvard and the University of Minnesota. So, and they're both like hopefully doing things to fight cancer and not like helping yeah, out. Yeah, right? doing things. He's saying doing cancer things is like inventing yeah. a newer. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's it's basically like the U.S. Wuhan lab. We're we're just creating cancers to spread and make them more more uh, horrible. No, oh no, they're they're both doing very good things, but they're both crazy awesome. athletic. Yeah. So, anyways, I don't know what that has to do with anything. We'll just move on. <laughs> Nicely done. Perfect yeah, transition. Yeah. No notes. No notes. Um, well, shit. What do you guys think? Should we add some music and uh, call her a show? Sure. Or did you did you have something that you wanted to? Okay. You like you pause there. I was like, oh, did I forget something? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I then know that there's people in the Lego Discord that want me to share a really specific build. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. you're you're. Are you going to share your Void Hunter build before we? Uh, my Before Void Hunter build, or my the one that I've been hiding from everyone? Oh, I thought it was a Void Hunter one. Uh, I want I yes. a lot of Void Hunter builds. I, I have at least like 10 right now. I, I like mean, the I, super secret one that no, you've been hiding from everybody. Yeah, I, the, the, the Void build that I've been playing, Rob, in, in PvP League was 100% because of this guy. Okay. So... I'm I'm intrigued, man. I've never been let down by your builds. I'm pretty sure I'm 99% sure that you're the reason I started playing Getaway Artist, and you'd help me revamp like two or three Void builds. So, please, if you want to share your secret sauce, I'm all about it. I'm not gonna share everything from this build. There's some parts <laughs> you just might need to figure out yourself. But like again, it's something that you're not gonna see anyone using in this game. It's going to be really specific. Probably not even for everyone in this game. It requires probably a really specific set of skills in order to pull it off. But when you pull it off, it's the satisfaction of getting it. And it's something as simple as just using Radiant Dancing Machines on Void. Ooh. Why would you do that, you might yeah, think? Uh, yeah, please. Like, uh, there, are, there are different reasons for it. And I think... The biggest explanation I can give, like, there's different roles you can have in the game. Like, different types of roles that you, you should fulfill in, in your team. You know, like, you have someone who might be your entry fragger, who's pushing in, who is getting all the map space that you want, the full map control, and just making sure that your team can push in. But you also have this role of a disruptor. Someone that goes in and disrupts the other team. Normally this is done with things like maybe just Invis and um, Gemini Jesters. Or even now like with the Strand Clones. Your pure objective is to bait people's radar, make it more confusing for them to figure out what is going on. Forcing them to force them just to focus on the game sense or just play without radar. And the good thing about um radiant dancing machines is you get infinite dodges so what does that mean you can just switch to your gambler dodge when you're close to an opponent and when you get close you see in the heart on your screen you see this this small message pop up like multi-dodge available and that means you're in this 15 meter range of people that range is exactly the same range that you need to hit for your gambler's dodge to activate. So you throw oh. your smoke bomb. You do your dodge. Throw a smoke bomb. Do your dodge. Throw a smoke bomb. 
do a dodge, you throw another smoke bomb, and the whole field is littered with smoke bombs. Oh my god. <laughs> that is so amazing. And that is just like one part of the build that you can abuse. That is like I mean, the I, most that, toxic voice. Oh, exactly. I love that. Like people say that Threadlings and like the, the, the Strand clones are bad. There's nothing worse than like having these small things just hidden around the whole map. You can place one on the ceiling, you can place one on the wall, you can place a couple behind him, you can place them behind your teammates. You can throw them everywhere. There's a lot of range in this small smoke bomb. You can just litter the whole field. Wow, that is I definitely that is definitely toxic, and I want to play with that. That is absolutely happening. <laughs> I enjoy the rails yeah. that we have. I will look forward to finding out what the full uh, the full build out is when the time comes that you finally wish to share that I, with the world. I can give a small hint, and that is like I've been talking about the gambler's dodge. There's one more, the reload dodge. And you just have to pair it with a really specific weapon. I'm just going to call it out. Maybe even a fighting lion. And there no. you have it. The oh, same man. horrible The only thing I could think of was fighting lion. <laughs> now you're going to have that same horrible build on hunters. <laughs> See, smoke I can, I can pull off. Fighting lion I'm so bad with. Like, I'm not making See, that happen. The good thing about this, right? You only need to get close. And then you have, like, at least... Seven minutes of like infinite reloads, and you can just shoot, reload, shoot, reload, shoot, reload, shoot, reload, <laughs> and just lay down in this corridor where they at. You're close. You know where they are. Only thing you have to do is hit that wall. Get get one kill in survival, and then just uh, <laughs> fighting lion dance the entire time. Keep them locked in the squad. <laughs> well, you don't even need you don't even need a kill, right? You just need to see multi dodge ready. Yeah. That also means that you don't need specific weapons for it. Like normally you would depend on things like threat detector on your weapons just to figure out like, hey, people are close or keep away. Like that perk goes away when it's when people are close or like danger zone in order to figure out like there's a lot of people around you. But just having on these boots means you have that information the whole time. As soon as you see that pop up on your heart, you know there's people close to me, at least in the 15 meter range. You have your radar, and that's, that thing is probably accurate enough compared and combined with your map knowledge to know like they are, they are hiding there in that corner. They're probably using a shotgun, I'm not gonna go in there. But I can sure as hell just unload like 20 fighting lion shots into that small <laughs> corridor and flush them out. I'm not gonna go in there, but my grenade launcher is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's rad. That is super cool, yeah. man. And then you can just take it further again, like just because you're close and you get that thing in your in your hut also means you can start triggering things like dynamo. So you now dodge and you at least get super energy for that dodge. You can trigger your things like outreach or distribution. Because you know people are close. You're gonna get the ability energy from that one. Yeah, but your only your first dodge will activate those. So only your first that, that yeah, initial, yeah, yeah. initializes yeah, the, but it's still free energy for yeah. doing your playstyle, your your gameplay loop. Yeah, that's super cool. Uh, that's that's a lot of fun. I'm definitely gonna play with that smoke one when I play my three games for comp for sure. That sounds like a lot of fun. <clears throat> yeah, but just don't be fooled by smokes. It's not gonna hold back a shotgun push. People can just push through your smokes 
So don't think like I, I looked at the whole floor in front of me. We have like a gazillion smokes. There's no way someone is dumb enough to push through that with a shotgun and kill me. That will happen. That will happen. Never <laughs> doubt how dumb somebody with a shotgun can be. Exactly. <laughs> As somebody yeah. who runs shotgun a lot. I'll run through anything. <laughs> so many smokes on the floor. They'll probably just die purely by approaching you. Like there's four smoke bombs exploding when they push out of a doorway. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. Thank you, man. That's great. Now I have now I have like three new builds I wanted to go with. I want to do that cryostesia throwing knife. I want to do I want to play more amplified and I want to do this radiant dance machine. Those all those all sound great. Yeah. Awesome. Just taking like this non viable exotic and making it fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all what it's about. And that's what gaming is about, right? Just finding something that's fun. And that's, that's really the important thing, man. A hundred percent. Reach that point in life right now where gaming is meant to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if I'm yeah. not having a good time with it, there's something else I can be doing with my time. Exactly. exactly. That's, the, that's why you boot up the game. Just to have fun. If you're no longer having fun, that's fine. Play another game. Yeah. Stop yeah. playing. Yeah. Do something else. Time is limited. You might as well enjoy the time you're spending. Absolutely. Um, all right. Let's do this music thing. All right. Um, that's the wrong mouse. How about I use this mouse? Uh, <laughs> what did Ben have for us this week? Ben has This Is What Space Feels Like by, I assume it's Jake. It's J-V-E-K-E. Oh, I got it. Yeah. He also has a song, This Is What Heartbreak Feels Like, and This Is What Autumn Feels Like. So apparently he <laughs> likes showing people what things feel like. <laughs> Good on him. Uh, Eden, do you have a song for me to add to the playlist? I do have a song for you. Did not add it to the document. Oh, that's, that's fine. You can just tell me. It is um, Dark Passenger from Nightcore. Got it. Awesome. What kind of music is that? It's a little bit of EDM. Not too hard, not as, not as hard as the, the previous track that I brought onto the show. It's more <laughs> metal, more soft. What was the one that you brought on the last time? I think it was a hardcore song with a lot yeah. of bass. I was a fan. Like, I, I do a pretty good job of listening to the podcast playlist a pretty fair amount. And I was just trying to you know, remember if it jumped off of the top of my head, but... We're getting up to 22 hours on the playlist now, so it's getting a little difficult to remember everything. To isolate that one really specific song. Yeah, <laughs> it's 24 right, hours. Exactly. 22 hours, yeah. That's I was able to do it on the first day playlist pretty yeah. well. I had the, there was a period of time where I knew who put all the songs on our first 24 hours. Uh, I had that down. But then we had a second 24 hours and a third 24 hours, and we're into our fourth 24 hours. So uh, my brain... It has run out of room to remember who put what where for the most part. Um, Mr. Mr. Admiral Nips, why don't you go next? I'm going to save the best for last. All right. I'm going to go with Hold On by the Alabama Shakes. Ooh, got it. Awesome. Um, so tell us what this best is. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> this song came out this week and I was driving to um, Long story short, uh, the the missus and I were supposed to take my birthday off together and she may or may not have dropped the ball. And so I ended up 
go in and then she she had a work project so it didn't matter because she had to be there for the release anyways uh i ended up going snowboarding by myself and i have no problem doing that it is not a not a sob story i absolutely absolutely in love snowboarding so um i'm going out to the hill and this wacky ass song comes on and i I listen to it and i'm like what the fuck just happened and i hit it again so i can listen to it again as i'm driving out to the hill and i'm like i don't i don't know how i feel about this song like it's i think it's really good i think i really like it but i'm not sure because (laughs) it's like really out there and then um, I stop like midday to have a beer and sit outside. And uh, there's some bro dudes outside uh, doing bro dude things. At a drinking. ski hill? Now I've yeah. heard everything. I know, right? Uh, and they were, and I'm just like, fuck. And so they're sitting out there and, and they're, they're, they've been drinking a while. So they're, they're quite annoying. And, I grab my beer and I walk outside and I go to sit. So I'm like, not really by them, you know, but I want to be in the sun. So I have to choose the table next to them so I can be in the sun and watch the ski hill. But I sit in a way so I'm not looking at them. So I'm looking at the ski hill and I realize that I'm under the awning and the the gutter starts dripping like on my jacket shoulder and on my gear. And I'm like, fuck, I'm like, I got to move to the chair right next to this dude. So like I, I move I move to the around the table and I, I turn the chair. I'm right next to this guy and I just turn my chair so I'm like like sitting parallel to the table with my back facing towards him because I just want nothing to do do with these dudes. I'm like, I just want to enjoy my beer and enjoy sunshine and watch people ski down the hill. And uh they they had taken over the PA system outside with their cell phone. Like they figured out that it was unlocked and they start playing their own music and dude starts playing this song that I had heard on the way to the hill that had just been released and they are cracking up and, and they're like, who is this? Who is this song? And I'm like, I literally just put this on the playlist as a song I want to add this week. So I know who it is because I just added it to my personal playlist. And I'm like, I'm not even going to open my mouth. Like, I'm just going to enjoy the fact that the song has come up again. And, and then like, and then the dude's like trying to start a conversation with me. He's like, Hey man, you got a request. And I just ignore him and I keep drinking my beer. And he's like, he goes, Hey, Hey you, what do you want to hear? And I'm like, Oh, you guys are doing a great job. I I'm fine. Just keep doing what you're doing. Drinking my beer for a little bit. And they're like, tell me about those mittens. They look really warm. Are those like the best mittens in the world? Oh, my God. And I'm like, no, man, they're just Burton mittens. Like, they keep my hands warm. They're great. They're (laughs) nothing special. They're just snowboard mittens, you know. And I did a really good job of, like, being nice, but also being like, I'm not interested. (laughs) So, anyways, uh, because of that incident and them playing the song, it it was established as the snowboard song for the week. So we went out to dinner uh, when I got back from snowboarding and I made my entire family listen to it on the way back from the restaurant. And then I took my youngest out snowboarding the next day and I made her listen to it on the way to the hill, like blasting it like way too loud in the car. And then I, the oldest and I were supposed to go snowboarding the next day, but it literally started downpouring uh, on our way to the hill. So we turned around like three quarters of the way there. We're like, ah, we don't want to ride in the rain. 
Yeah, but we I mean, February February tornado the next day when it got dark. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been a weird winter. So either way, it's been the theme song this week. So I have to add it to the playlist. And this is Karma Sumatra by Little Stranger. Okay, I I don't know if the song's gonna be able to live up to the story, but I can't wait to listen. Uh, I recommend listening to it with something that has some sort of bass to it because they do like a they do like a guitar, but certain points the bass kicks in like a beat kicks in and it really fills out the song. I think it'll make you smile. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So. All right, cool. Um, yeah, so that's my thing. Uh, what else we got? Oh. Uh, thank you to everyone that bought uh, merch from the new store. Uh, so far, uh, reports have been great. Everyone seems to like uh, the quality of the prints, um, the uh, things besides t-shirts. Like, you got a blanket, right? I did. How was that? It's pretty soft. I think if it wasn't for the dog, um, I got the like the tiny one, right? The smallest size, so it's like yeah. a towel size. But if I got, you know, it was expensive, but I think the quality is really good. And okay, so, cool. And it's soft, and it's uh, the printing on it's good. So really, all you can ask for. Well, for now, the printing's good on it, uh, but the <laughs> dog is dog is slowly starting to use it as is. Uh, he likes to take a game where he takes a tennis ball and he puts it in a blanket and then he tears around on the blanket trying to get to the tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's getting beat up quickly. Um, you got you ended up by mistake getting an art print too, right? Yeah. Everything looks nice. I got the mouse pad. Looks nice. I got the travel mug. That does come and is in a reasonably, you know, solid condition. It looks pretty, uh, pretty robust. So cool. I think everything I've gotten has been very good. Awesome. Well, um, I got an email right before we jumped in the show that there's another sale going on. So I'm going to post that and post uh, probably another design or two uh from the old store uh make that available so I'm, i'll work on that tomorrow or monday and get that up for everyone um you know we we definitely want to promote when things are not full price so um thanks everyone we'll we'll just keep you thanks everyone that supported the show and helped helped with the merch stuff so far and then we'll we'll just keep you know making sure you guys know about sales and stuff because i think that's that's the best time to buy like i think t-shirts are like 15 bucks for this one so yeah. yep I'm all about it. That's the t-shirt price I'll pay. Yeah, exactly. Under 20 bucks uh, and good quality. Sign me up. Brad, um, Eden, is there anything that you want to promote or say or anything before we sign off today? No. Well, thank you very much for joining us. It's fun. I always love people who think outside the box and, you know, in a season that's going to be super long and at a time when people are sort of griping about the game from time to time, have people on who are, you know, having fun with it still and, like, have their own little mini games to think of things that are making fun, make it pretty invigorating for everyone else, too. Like, between our conversation today and PvP League, you might actually catch me playing around in Destiny a bit over the next couple of days just so that I have something new to try. So yep. thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, you're welcome. That's how we keep playing, right? Keeping things fresh, keeping things fun. Yep, exactly. Um, sweet. Well, everyone else, thank you for listening. Thank you for, for the questions and the support, as always. And uh, next week, we have a music episode. It's been a minute since that, so uh, that should be a good one.
Cool. Thanks all. Bye. See ya.